0: 5th of November uh, scrutiny committee. A few parish notices before we start. No fire alarm is planned. If the fire alarm does go, then leave by the most available exit, please. Um, we are being recorded and broadcast. There was some difficulty last time with the quality of the recording, so if I to remind everybody to turn their microphones on and off when they're um, speaking. That will help both officers when the minutes are being checked and also members of the public listening at home. We have a very busy and substantial agenda to go through, a number of procedural and other items to deal with, which we'll deal with after members of the public have spoken. Richard, have we had any members of the public who have uh, registered still? Oh, no, generally. Okay, thank you. Um, let me move on to substantive matters then, please. Firstly, welcome Patrick to your first meeting of Student Committee and uh, we look forward to your contributions. Unfortunately, that means we have to give a very fond farewell to John Evans, who has served us loyally over the past few months and done a fantastic job on the uh, Planning Obligations Task and Finish Group. And uh, I would, if I may, like to propose a vote of thanks to him for his enormous efforts, if that could be seconded. Thank you. Words in favour? No, So thank you, John. Um, Councillor Christiane has agreed to take over as Chair of that task and finished group, for which I'm enormously grateful. And he's also here when he's feeling very unwell, so well marks to him for that. <laughs> <laughs> don't sit yeah, too too close, councillor.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> very prudent. Bear in mind what I've heard of that particular virus. You'll see my email of yesterday about the various arrangements. Um, my apologies, I misread the um, email from the Chief Executive. We're cancelling the meeting on the 17th of December, we're not rescheduling it. So our next meeting won't be to the 4th of February. That means we will have to come to some arrangements to ensure work carries on in the meantime. And we will take some advice from Richard on how we best facilitate that. Uh, regrettably, but the parliamentary general election places an enormous burden on officers and it's just not feasible to continue with our meeting. It was either us that got scrapped or full council and I'm sure you'd agree that full council takes precedence. Richard, anything to add? Uh, yes. Sorry.
2: Yes, no, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I think we'll, um, we'll tackle each of the uh, workspaces as they come
3: I appreciate uh, the election. But I'm just wondering, three months would elapse between the, this meeting and the proposed next meeting, whether it could be even for forward to January. I'm not suggesting uh, before the election, but do we have to wait three months? That
0: was my original supposition, and it appears that was rather an informed supposition. Right. It, it's apparently not really going to be feasible in terms of time to write papers and um, undertake the necessary work. I I agree with you and sympathise, but it's a matter that Jeremy and Boris uh, rather landed with us and not one of our own making. Richard, I mean, am I correct in that?
2: Uh, Yes, Chairman, and also the meeting in February is right at the beginning of the month as well. And um, logistically, if there was to be a meeting, in January we would probably be having to re- prepare reports uh, to them sign up and so on right across the Christmas period which has issues of availability and in addition there would not then be very much to update between the two meetings because they would be so close together you'd probably be only looking at a period of two or three weeks between those scrutiny committee meetings because of February 1 is so close to the beginning of the month.
1: Are you concerned with that councillor Phil? Yeah, yeah.
0: One further item of what we might describe as parish business, as you know there's been a realignment politically with the council recently. As a result, um, there is now a Green Group and the Green Group does not have a seat on this committee. Um, having taken advice from Officers and Democratic Services and from Mr Pugh and uh, Richard, um, it is open to the chair to permit a member of the Green Group to sit with us and to take a reasonable part in the proceedings, although they cannot vote. but They can't be a covert member of the committee and that would be quite improper. Um, Although it's a responsibility or decision that's reserved for the chair, I don't feel terribly comfortable making that decision without consultation with yourselves. Uh, My view would be that if we're trying to build a collegial scrutiny committee that works on the basis of consensus and operates in a non-partisan manner, then we would welcome a contribution from the Green Group subject to the restrictions on voting and engagement with specific issues. So I'm wondering if members of the committee would support that invitation or whether you think it would be inappropriate. I should perhaps mention that Mr. Q informs me that we're perfectly entitled to appoint non-members to our working groups and task and finish groups, so it does give us the opportunity to um, provide somebody with some extra work, if we were so minded. Councillor Driscoll. I'd just like to say that um, an extra opinion might well be worth having. Any other views on the matter?
3: Uh, I agree with what Pastor Christopher said, so I'm sure any contributions from a member of the Green Group would be helpful.
0: Can I take that as a universal degree of assent? Shall we have a vote on that? I think it's probably sensible that we invite a member of the Green Group to attend our meetings and participate as appropriate. May I propose that? May I have a seconder? Those in favour? Thank you very much. Um, If I could say in passing to the Green Group that it would be terribly helpful if the attendance was by one individual consistently, so that um, you have a full understanding of the issues, thank you. Uh, we don't wish to bring a member up to speed every time. Um, so if you have chosen someone, then do feel free to come and join us. You may have to bring your own chair. Sure, yeah. Welcome, Councillor Right, sorry for the rather lengthy uh, procedural matters, but I'm glad we resolved those Minutes of the previous... Oh, sorry, apologies for absence and declarations of interest. Do have any? Uh, apologies, Any declarations, Minutes of the previous meeting. You'll see in front of you um, a copy marked up in red of some suggested amendments to the draft minutes. My apologies for the fact that you given as literally as you walked in the door. This arose from conversations that Richard, myself, and Alistair had over the course of the last few weeks about ensuring that um, the true sense of the meeting was properly recorded. Let me be quite clear, that's not a criticism of officers, um, it was really that in some aspects the meeting was quite difficult to make. Councillor Sell. Yes, and
3: you, are welcome the amendment, again, anything I say is not taken as a criticism of officers. Uh, I mentioned to you, Chairman, that my view was that uh, the scrutiny of work needs to be evidence led and needs to be trying to get consensus. Uh, the the second moment reporter did have a uh, did have something about this meeting, which in my view was accurate. Um, my my comments were recorded by them, but not in the minutes. Um, there is. I, when I first read it, it seemed to read to me like it's all to do with the past, everything's going to be okay. A little bit of brushing under the carpet, and if I, was, I was simply calcificating the way here, came across as anodyne. I'm not going to lay to the point, so I do welcome the suggestion changes. I, not, I don't believe it's still a full account, but uh, nevertheless, I'll leave it there. Uh, The only other thing I would say, Chairman, as I look for at the moment, is that, as you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know already, is that uh, uh, when there are press releases, and particularly in the name of yourself and the Vice Chair, uh, it doesn't imply that whatever's said is being supported by all members of the committee, because they haven't seen the press release anyway. So I'll just caution about that. Thank
0: you. Your point is due to thank you. Any other observations or comments on the notes? No. May I sign them as a true and correct record? No, sorry. A, oh, indeed. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Councillor Caden. <laughs> Thank you very much. Brings us on to the first item of substantive business. Responses of the executive to reports to the committee? Uh, to the best of my belief, there are none. Consideration of any matter referred to the committee in relation to the call-end of the decision? That's again, to the best of my belief, there are none. Cabinet forward plan. Um, you'll see them provided with an updated version. Um, that's not an administrative oversight, it's merely that it's changed since the papers were issued. Any comments or observations or matters that you would like to see go? through? Having, ju-
2: having just been given this um, at the start of this meeting, can you identify
4: what has changed? So I look at the previous plan.
0: Uh, I haven't had a am no, oh, Mr. a post Thank you, and after a quick bit of feverish scribbling, and I'm sure Mr Webb will correct me if I am wrong, the changes are on page 3 of the document, Heritage Strategy, on page 4 of the document, Land West of Woodside Way, Great dunlow and on page 6 of the document, Review of the housing repairs and facilities services. Questions or comments, please? Page 6, the Thank you. So that's the fourth one. Top of page 6, North Essex Economic Strategy. Are members content?
3: Can I just ask for some clarity? because we're commenting on the cabinet's forward plan, I'm not clear and whether the council lord wants to align us now or later. Uh, I'm not. Do need to be reminded with the reshuffle of the cabinet who is responsible for the museum? And I'm unclear as to what. The deputy's role is. So I know there's a bit of reluctance to put things on paper, but when we talk about transparency, <coughs> trying to find out who is responsible for which part of the work of the council, I think that would be helpful. And as I said, I'm totally clear as to what the role of the deputies are, Apart from the things being mentioned.
0: Councillor
4: Long, would you care to comment? Yes, we did uh, we did publish a report of uh, the responsibility thing. Democratic Services did send that (coughs) out, didn't I? Yeah, I think there was something, but Commission
3: Chairman, but I am clear as to what the role of deputies is in relation to uh, that's
4: council um, I, I, I did spell it out in a fair bit of detail at Council, uh, Mr. Chairman. I'm happy to go through, but I don't think it's probably a good idea of taking your time in repeating it. I think if you gave us the
0: 30 second edited highlights, we would be terribly happy. 30
4: seconds. Um, I have taken over councillor Fairhurst's portfolio, councillor Evans has taken over my portfolio, councillor Gerard's portfolio is being shared by councillors Day and Sutton, councillor Armstrong has taken over
0: councillor Light's portfolio on the whole. <laughs> There's clearly a role for your match at the yeah. tights. Councillor Colton? I'm, I'm
5: aware that the cabinet had a discussion about the commercial strategy at the last cabinet meeting um, but there was an undertaking at the last council meeting that a revised strategy was coming to the December uh, council meeting. How is that going to be managed? that... And to go to the November
4: 26th cabinet member, um, meeting before uh, the, the December Council. Councilor? The commercial strategy came to the investment board last week, and then on to, is that, it could be the next cabinet, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, is
0: Forgive my ignorance before Mr. Webb answers that question. Um, is there a distinction between the commercial strategy and the investment strategy? Have I missed something here?
4: Yeah, they are, they are separate, yes.
0: Would you care to, either of you care to elucidate? The,
2: sorry, Chair, if I can. They're, they're actually the same document. The, the leaders I think, referring to the investment protocol, which is the follow-on to the commercial strategy. In terms of when it comes to council, I know I wasn't at the previous council, but I know there was talk of it coming to the December council. It has to be ratified every year in February, so by council. So it seems little point bringing it to the December one and then back again to the February one. Um, so, but we'll, I'll be talking to the leader about that separately. Are uh,
0: you concerned with that, that Mr. President? I just comment on that? I mean,
5: we, some of us actually agreed to the investment in Turbex House on the basis that we were going to have a revised commercial strategy come to the December meeting. Now uh, I can understand the administrative uh, process that uh, Mr. Webbs talked about but I do think it is very uh, bad form. fall. Uh, we are attempting to obfuscate uh, a decision that I think was quite clearly made by the council. Um, uh, I can accept that the the general election is putting pressure on on, uh, on staff. But I, I do think that there uh, comes a line at a time when you have to draw a line in the sand. And I, I'm, I'm, we will have another discussion about the commercial structure <coughs> later on, uh, but I am concerned that we seem to be being a bit haphazard um, in our decision making uh, at the moment.
0: Uh, Councillor Caton's got a very good point, hasn't he? <laughs>
4: uh no. Educator <laughs> work. Um, well, you'll you recall that we, we invested uh, approximately 50 million pounds in Chesterford Research Park without the slightest hint of a strategy. We've made tremendous strides in rectifying that, doing the job properly, um, general elections do tend to get in the way. It's a, it's a, a, a fairly minor part of the protocol and I think that members really ought to be reassured that the job is being done now properly with a massive contrast to the last administration.
0: Well, I think the counter argument would be that um, that was then, this is now. Well, and as Councillor Caton has made a very clear point, the Council House was approved on the basis that it would come to the December meeting. If we don't have a December meeting, how do we put in place some measures that will reassure Councillor Caton's entirely reasonable concerns?
4: Yeah, well, obviously logistics are, are an issue here. So that um, I would say, if he can express his concerns, we'll do whatever we can to address them in December.
0: Would officers care to add to that, or?
1: when that commitment was given. So uh, the purchase of the Perbeck House wasn't conditional because it had to be approved and <laughs> it wasn't conditional and that's proceeding. Uh, and uh, it is simply that there isn't a necessity for officers to uh, properly undertake that work to bring it back to Council and give it proper uh, consideration. But it is going to go through Cabinet and Council in February and of course the investment is meeting in the meantime. So I apologise at one level, but of course on the evening of the Council, we simply didn't appreciate what was going to be coming. As I have put in writing a couple of
0: times in the last 48 hours, I have nothing but the greatest sympathy for the workload your staff are facing, and in particular the additional workload caused by the general election, but Councillor Clayton has a point, and he means some measure of reassurance and can I ask that measures be taken to provide that please? Councillor Sell? first, then Councillor Caden. Yes, uh,
3: because I realise that circumstances have changed since that last meeting but I have told Councillor Lodge and the office still stands that Councillor Caden and myself will be quite willing to work with yourselves to get a better strategy again we are making improvements um, but we believe that there are still things that could be done in, in the document which will make it a, a better piece of work. So our uh, offer of help is there. want to make it up?
0: I'm sure you'll discuss
4: directly yeah. with council. I'm okay, very happy so to going through uh. the, the investment board, and their uh, input will uh, will be received there. But again, I'll say, it, if there's something specific they want in December, they should ask and we'll provide. We
0: can turn Mr. It back
5: Mr. Chair, uh, Mr Chair, I don't want to I repeat the, the argument, because you've asked me to ask Councillor some questions on the strategy. I think it's, it's probably, uh, he will get a better, better idea of what our concerns are once we've yeah. had the question
0: and answer session. Excellent. Uh, may I move on then from the cabinet the Party? Uh, I'll take matters for sent scrutiny work programme. Um, well, this is now slightly out of date in the view of recent events, and my concern would be that we put in place measures that allow work to continue on the matters which we have deemed of importance, given the fact that we no longer have a meeting on the 17th of December. Richard, any observations or comments? Um. Well, I think,
2: first of all, the, the, the items that were coming to the December meeting are by and large replicated in some way on the February um, agenda anyway, so that we're not going to lose anything there. Um, I suppose the, the, the two items, I think you're probably referring to the, uh, the airport-related work, and um, I know that the you know, Chief has expressed you um, the difficulty of, of providing a lot of um, office i the pre election period, but um you know we will um, try to accommodate uh, that group as best we can. You know, as I said, uh by email we would need to be uh looking to set up a first meeting to talk to in um, terms of reference and so on and so forth. See how we can progress that. Um, and that will happen before um, with the planning obligations work, um, I think perhaps I'll pick this up with Councillor Pusciani um, meeting we we've got a sensible approach uh, to that. Um, unfortunately uh, obviously uh Council wasn't at the last minute the last meeting of that parson from Uh and Councillor Jones who was, so he's not here, but I do see that Councillor Evans is still sitting at the back there, so may hopefully help us out when we come to uh, that uh, item because I'm uh, to help explain the next steps following that meeting.
0: Thank you. Um, I know we have a. Oh, sorry, So I do apologise. Councillor uh, Christian.
6: Thank you. I think from my perspective, and perhaps I'll come on to um, more detail when I sort of lead on the corporate plan review, it's going to be pretty difficult if we're not reviewing the corporate plan at least once more before we go to. Um, I do I do have concerns and again I'll come on to that about the uh, lack of meat on the proverbial but um, which I think is not going to go away so we'll probably have to get some, get something in beforehand um, or at least we face going to full council yes um,
2: um, so the, uh, the the second look at the, uh, the Corporate Plan, which is there for the 17th of December, would go to the 4th of February scrutiny meeting instead, which is ahead of the Cabinet on the 13th, and then it would go on to full Council for approval well after that, so there was a, a second bite to the Cherry, if you like the Squishley. I,
0: I, I mean, my observations would be I have a specific concern in relation to airport-related parking, bearing in mind the um, standstill Working Group of Planning Committee is undertaking extensive work on the Section 106 arrangements of which parking is a non trivial component. Um, it would be very helpful if arrangements were for members of that task and finish group to liaise with Council of Maryfield and relevant officers to ensure that those items are taken into account. This is a profound concern to residents in the South District mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's an obligation on us to ensure some that uh, joined up administration here.
7: Okay. First of all, thank you very much for um, allowing me to join this <laughs> meeting. Uh, if I may um, offer my help, possibly, to Councillor Cusciomi uh, on this matter, I'm obviously aware of the issues. I'm willing to put in the work you to help people with yeah. that. Obviously, anyone else, uh, particularly on the airport-related parking and on planning obligations, work. If I could help,
0: I will. Very kind of Councillor? All I was going to say was that as a member of that uh, working group, I'd be very happy to do whatever um, is needed
5: to accelerate that.
0: Once again, thank you. Um, may I move on to investment strategy? Oh, sorry, you corporate plan. Good, we shall do so. You have a document in front of you. Um, I think the first point to make is that this is, the mand- this is the proposals of the administration for which they have a mandate. So whether we like it or not is irrelevant, because the people have voted for it. The questions are, is it plausible, is it deliverable, and will it bankrupt us? I've asked Councillor cricioni to take a leading role in the questioning, as I think it's appropriate that that should be led by a member of the Opposition. My only observation is that I saw an earlier draft of this document, which was very kindly provided to me, which was rather more detailed, and I think like that's for I found this draft um, a little light, and um, you know, on the face of it, motherhood and apple pie statements, um, uh, warm glad tidings. Now, I fully understand and sympathise with that, but it's difficult to drill down into the matters. That's enough from me. Councillor Criscioli first, then Councillor Sell. We'll take as long as we need on this matter.
5: Well, I actually think
6: we'll be quite brief um, on the basis of the kind of substance of the document. I don't need to be sort of considerate because I know it's the first um, Thank you, first of all, for an answer. Um I do have a series of questions and others from others might arise from that. Uh, I do, again, recognize that this is a first draft and that there is likely to be more detailed uh, following. Um, I appreciate also that you've had a recent change within your executive team, and therefore, some of my questions might not be relevant uh, or answerable, but perhaps worth consideration outside of this particular meeting. Um, My first one is actually to officers and more of an administrative question. Is the corporate plan the same as the corporate plan delivery plan, because the only other corporate plan preceding this new draft is the delivery
3: plan?
1: So the corporate plan is adopted by council and sets out the high level themes and actions and then the delivery. The corporate plan runs for four years that may set out actions that will take more than one year to achieve. And the corporate plan delivery plan is sponsored by the cabinet, which is what will be delivered within the budget within the municipal year. So it sets out in more detail, the delivery plan sets out in more detail for the year, the measures, the exact actions that will happen. So they may be in form of outputs, which will contribute to the overall priority and if you were to measure that four years later, you'd see the difference, but you can't see that year by here. So the delivery plan is cabinet sponsored and is a tool to measure the performance of the organisation against those priorities across the year, and it's report the performance of that is reported to GAP.
6: So the two documents are separate. Um, I mean, on that basis, that, that gives me slightly sort of more comfort, I guess. Um, this is quite clearly a key document for the new administration. Um, so I'm reading here because I don't have a lot of time to pay and I'm ill. Uh, how much of the corporate plan, would you say, and this is Councillor Lodge here, uh, has been driven by your own priorities as a new administration elected on a new manifesto? Um, and how much by those constraints which are already binding you? So perhaps you know, the health of council finances, if this can challenges, opportunities, etc. I understand it's about spinning in plates and finding different balance be interested to hear what level of continuity there has been in this new document uh, and equally change as i'm sure you'd be keen to see i suppose with the with the overall
4: direction of strategy it's uh it's pretty new uh, and i think you would expect that of a, of a new administration it comes from a, a, a whole series of areas and it goes back Actually, several years we, um, we we had events fairly early in our existence, which probably gathered information at local events uh, where we had probably well over 600 people, I believe, attending. Um, out of these, relatively recently, then in the administration, we created around about 300 initiatives from the. Uh, from the basic input that we received, these were discussed, reviews, prior prioritized by our 4 you councils but also other uh, members of the, of the uh, party. Um, these initiatives were scored and prioritized against five different criteria, including the impact they would create, the value, the urgency, the ease of implementation. And, importantly, the ability to give residents a stronger say in what happens locally. So it's been quite a significant um, element of bottom-up, large amount of, uh, of information. I would say probably something like 300 actions that we uh, we distilled out earlier. And that's been com- combined with our high-level, top-down top approach. Um, so to a degree, we start at the bottom, we have come up to the top with the areas which you see here. Then there will be an element of going back with the, um, the action plan that, that uh, comes out of it. So um, from a, a considered question, I hope a, a reasonably uh, considered response, and I, I hope it addresses what was behind
6: the questions. It does, thank you. Um, I on that basis, then, I think in, in reading the report as well, there's obviously reference to an annual delivery plan that will be issued by Cabinet. Um, but that, I hope, and I, I'd like some reassurance, will be effectively the, uh, the result sheet for this corporate plan. I was concerned, and I, I still remain concerned, that there aren't any kind of measurable targets, although, given the delivery plan, there may well be some overlap uh, there. But I wonder if you can talk me through how you intend to measure your success uh, in administration broadly with relevance to the corporate plan. Um, I know that if I go to my board of directors and I say, here, I've presented you a corporate plan, um, they'll want to know how we can measure and how we can assess performance at the end of it. Um, the basis of that um, and then there was also a caveat in the report about the fact that there's a delay with a fair funding review which I think is a very fair delay. Uh, Sorry, not very fair delay uh, <laughs> at all. Um, but I think it's a fair excuse for us not providing certain targets. Um, but I think they, there still has to be some form of interim target. I wonder if that could be given consideration. So we talking about you, you,
4: you've sort of mixed up maybe the uh, the financial targets and uh, deliverables against against other targets. Uh, the finance side is obviously an, an an enormous worry. You will have uh, seen the um, the figures which uh, Mr. wealth has produced at uh, various events. And as we're in a public meeting, I won't go through the precise amounts, but you will understand that there are gaps there. And so that does does. Obviously, could obviously constrain us. Though, so overall, and I'll, I'll repeat it here, this administration intends to be uh, to paraphrase an old comment um, aimed by one political party against another. Uh, we will not be looking to be a tax and spend administration. We will be looking to be an invest and spend and administration. So, it is very much our intention to. Uh, make the money available to implement our program. If you're looking at other than uh, non-financial measurements, of which there will be some in the delivery plan, they will obviously come out of the delivery plan. And you've heard the schedule that we're coming back to both scrutiny uh, and cabinet then before it, it becomes a council. So absolutely, you will see um, a whole series of deliverables and, uh, and measurements which. Uh, I may be wrong, but I, d- I don't think that was a large element of the previous corporate plan.
6: Fine. Um, I mean, uh, just to clarify, in the report to this committee for this session, uh, in essence, <laughs> point 17 references that the corporate plan does not propose any measurements of success at this time and goes on to say that essentially it's because of the consequence of the delay in the fair funding review, the review of business rates and withdrawal of the new banks. Once the implications are known, we can then start to look at measurements and success, I guess, the basis of- yeah, No, no, it, it's two
4: elements. It's, it's the funding, I think I said it's the funding issue mm-hmm. and it's the non-funding measurement. And both elements of those will come out from the-, from the um, I
6: actually, uh, so final question for me. Um, the, the corporate plan, I think, if you were to ask every council, councillor of every different political party what they want for a council, they probably say that they want to be a council that listens to that for residents, ask families and communities to take action on climate change and improve our connectivity. Yeah. That's just one point from each relevant section. I, as a member of the committee, Commission, of the group, sure agree, are more interested in how you're going to do that. If, do you envisage this uh, as a leadership? as um, the document that is going to spell that out for us, or does that come through another chapter?
4: Sorry, I didn't quite understand the question.
6: So, I I have a document here that tells me everything that I could possibly want the council to be as any councillor would imagine it you know, taking action on climate change. Mm -hmm. All those ideas are realistic. There isn't anything in here about how you're actually going to do that. And so, the basis of my question is is this the document I should be looking at in the future for those answers? Or is that going to come through another? Well, it'll be
4: it'll be an expansion of this of this document. So As I said the, the items are, are, are largely there. We built we're built from the bottom up to get to the, to this level, along with the overall strategic items and we're then going to go back down to explore again the, the inputs and, and make sure they turn into deliverables for the corporate
6: plan and the and kind the of measurable. Fine, so I guess just for ultimate, ultimate clarification, if so, on the first section we've got the thing, putting residents first. The third point, and this really is at random, uh, be responsible, responsible with your money. Will I see from this corporate plan when we uh, reconvene in February to discuss this a way in which you are going to do that? Yes. So that will be spelled out for us as members of the committee. Yeah. Thank you. Um, there are
0: questions about everything. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor cristiani Councillor Sell has been enormously patient, but just before we move on to that, just for the record, and I should have said this at the beginning, um, just to say, two council Lodge and um, two officers How enormously valuable it is to have this in advance as some form of pre schooling, and that is a really very welcome development in openness and transparency. So, thank you for that. Councillor Sell. Thank you. you. The good news, Councillor Lodge, is that uh, I
3: find very difficult to disagree with what's there. Um, And I actually genuinely want to get a corporate plan that is going to deliver for the residents. The chairman referred to, I think it's Norway's chairman, motherhood and apple pie. And that's probably why I agree with it. I take into account what the Chief Executive says with the delivery plan, but I didn't look at South Cambridgeshire's corporate plan for 2018 to 22. On their corporate plan, not the delivery plan, but on the corporate plan, it has, against each thing, what, su- what success will look like, and how will we measure this? That's not there. It is in South Asia's corporate plan. Uh, I just think this is very much a work in progress, and again, if you've been here long enough, you sort of reinvent the wheel. Uh, 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 the things that are down there, the sentiments, I just you totally agree with. Uh, what I'd like to see, I think the only has touched upon it, is how. Is that if you're going to be a council that listens to, our, to a national residence, and I think it links into what Councillor Coop is doing on that working group. Uh, some of us uh, uh, can remember when we implemented hearing panels in the Lib Dem administration, 2003-2007, where well, there was an attempt to precisely to listen to the residents. So I would like to see, and would expect to see in further documents, how do we measure success? What do we look like? Um, and how are we going to measure it? And trying to get into some specific objectives of what we want to do, what we want to achieve in the three and a half years or so. Because we've already had six months since the election. In the three and a half years remaining, what are we actually aiming to achieve in this corporate plan? And to me, there's lots of fine words which I don't disagree with, but the danger is that perhaps little gets done because uh, we're not approaching it, in my view, in sufficiently rigorous basis. Thank you. Councillor Loughlin, do
0: you care to respond?
4: Um, yeah, I think you, you, you made the point that you welcome bringing this to scrutiny um, um, up front um, and still necessity then is that it's, uh, it's working in progress. Um, I think from, from my last response I said that we are going to have those measurables in there, in the, in, in the delivery plan and uh, they will be seen, yes. So, uh, absolutely, I, I uh, agree with everything that Councillor Sell said and he uh, and will see it.
0: Thank you. Councillor Kay.
5: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, just, to, I th- think I should say, um, as a husband of a chair of a parish council, that, that I think the wording of four is a bit ambiguous. To encourage town and council, the parish councils, to better represent their communities. I mean, I think they're, the, they're, they're doing their best at the moment. I don't take very kindly to the implied criticism of that. Um, I agree with Councillor Sell, surprisingly, that there doesn't seem to be um, much about priorities on this document. I couldn't tell which is your main priority uh, in this list of motherhood and apple pie. And I do think we do need some guidance from leading members of the council about what they are, are, you know, what's their their ten or three things that they want people to recognise this administration has achieved at the end of the four years. I have no idea within this corporate plan what your your, um, priorities are. The third point I would make is there does need to be some kind of way of how can, (coughs) what, what kind of mechanisms are you going to use to achieve some of these things. Now I agree that we should support our students, schools and libraries, but how? I mean, I've been a part of the working group set up by Councillor Lodge about libraries and one of the core things that has come out of those discussions with the four libraries has been to be creating them as a community part and for the District Council to participate in that creation of those community by providing community information uh, uh, facilities at those libraries. So they are, are a multi-purpose, multi-functional uh, resource for the district. Uh, we and um do provide a Libraries to provide a location for some outsourcing uh, uh, of advice uh, and assistance by the Ministry Council. So, I would like to see that the uh, administration takes that kind of concept on board uh, in, in this uh, four, four, four year period. Uh, and I would like to see you know, actions by the I assume it's the council services portfolio holder to see whether that, that is achievable. Uh, well and can be can happen rather than be achievable. Uh, and I I I don't know whether that is part of the delivery plan or whether that should actually be in the corporate plan. But it is a concept, a new concept for the administration for the council and I think it should be here in here somehow as an objective uh, of, uh, of the council rather than just an administrative uh, channel uh, so I'm slightly less um, feel about this corporate plan than the rest of the committee seems to be because it doesn't seem to give I'm saying a great steer to yes. the
0: letters. Thank you, Councillor Lodge, Would you care to respond, then, Councillor and in the count? Um.
4: Yes, it would. It would seem to be uh, entirely consistent with Councillor Caton's approach. That he's dissatisfied with uh, with what he sees. Uh, <laughs> just on one um, initial point. I'm sure that all of us would want to better represent their communities. Or I wonder if uh, the Stanslake Council think that they've reached the pinnacle, of being the very best in the country. So um, let's uh, let, let's get away from the carping criticism. I, un- I understand the constructive thread and. Uh, Whatever other euphemism they use, but um, it would be rather nice to, uh, to work together. As I've said, this probably represents a, a, a small—sorry, it represents a tiny amount of the work that has gone on. It represents t- a tiny amount of the delivery that will come. As I've said in answer to previous questions, you are going to see that as we go along. Um, and. If you sort of combine this with what we've done already, we've, um, we've expanded the, uh, the the candidate to increase democracy and better represent residents. We've started with the work group, which uh, Councillor Coote is leading on uh, the overall governance structure of the committee. We've already made changes to the uh, to the planning committee. So um, I accept the carping criticism. It's what uh, it's what uh, the uh, Liberal Democrat. Um, Group is there for, but uh, let's be positive about this. We are going to present a coherent plan. This is a part of it. The deliveries that you see will be part of the corporate plan. This isn't the corporate plan in its entirety. You must surely realize that, even with the entity that you're coming with. And you will see a positive, a workable, and a vast improved corporate plan, much better than this council has uh, seen before.
0: Thank you. Councillor McCown then Councillor Christiani, and then Councillor Sam, please. Uh,
8: It's very interesting because actually this is just a very placid thing of what we're going to be doing in the administration. We could have written War and Peace and you've taken at least about five or six hours to read the first chapter. I'd like to just take a couple of points uh, further to uh, Councillor Caton. Encourage town and parish councils To better represent their communities, Uh, we already started that, uh, and that was done by Councillor um, Gerard, who actually went round many, many parish councils. They've all actually really appreciated his his work in in that area, even though he's a green now. But I still welcome what you did.
7: Actually, I think the word that um, I was part of this. this Councillor Gerard, could you use my time? Apologies. I think actually we originally. Called enable town and parish councils to represent the communities. Initially, when I was talking about it, it was enabled, by my, I don't know my catalog, but my am not it, But it's the enabling factor that I think was the idea.
8: But um, I think that's probably a better word. I think that's. I think that's. It's an absolute key key area. Uh, so we have done that, and we've already started doing that, and it's progressing, and it's doing very very well. And thank you to Councillor Girard who started it off and uh, we will continue that as an administration. I'd also like to talk about the airport. Uh, We always seem to think the airport is our enemy. Um, The the airport is not our enemy. The airport is a resident of us. We live with it. We moved here, all of us, knowing the airport was there. So I'd just like to just read something that I wrote uh, some time ago, which is this. We are not just an airport and a business, we are part of the local community. We support people who want to make it a better place and that is why we set up community trust funds and other areas. And I think what we must do is work together with the airport as we will with all of us working as parties, not actually just criticising each little part. So this is not war and peace, this is a summary, it's we are it's work in progress and we will do our damn to make it happen. Thank you. Councillor yeah, Chrissianney. yeah. sorry
6: to come back again. Um, in a purely constructive manner I just thought that if this is a corporate plan then ideally we need to think about well, why are we actually corporate. We are a public service, we provide services to the public. There, I think there needs to be, if we can, this is a good consideration. Reference to the aims for the relevant public services that we provide, whether that be refuse, uh, making sure my business collected every Tuesday, or in the planning. And so I'd like to see some more detail as to the administration's aspirations for specific
3: public services as well as those wider conditions. Councillor so. Thank you. Sorry, Councillor is- so defensive, my comments were not meant to be carting. On the contrary, they were meant to be helpful. It's in the interest of residents in the whole district that the next three and a half years sees tangible results. And I will do what I can to, as I did in the last council, to facilitate that. The comments I've made I believe were justified. And I spit by that. I'm willing to, I'm sure my colleague in the right. we're willing to help in whatever way to ensure that the residents do notice a difference in the quality of services uh, that we are offering it it just seems to me that the the things we've made Castelloc may not like those comments but if he is willing to reflect on those then hopefully he will see there's some substance to those comments and I would ask him if he doesn't mind what we say, just look at some of yeah. the other corporate plans other neighbouring councils have done and compare them to what he's, he's submitted in the first draft and see if their comments are justified
0: for not. Councillor Lodge, do you wish to respond?
4: Just to repeat, you've seen the tip of the iceberg and uh, you, you, mm. you won't understand it until so you've seen the rest of it.
0: Any other contributions or questions by members of the committee? In that case, we'll move on. Um, Just to summarize, if I may, very briefly. Um, We have given you rather a hard time, Councillor Lodge, and, you know, that's pretty much our distilled job description, to give you a hard time. So I'm not going to apologise for that, but I will reiterate my point about um, how delighted I am that this matter has been brought as a point of pre-scrutiny to this committee and we do take on board the point you've made that it's a work in progress but I hope the comments that have been made have been helpful in clarifying areas where greater specificity would in due course be welcome. In which case I'll move on to investment strategy where you may well get a hard time again. (laughs) I've asked Councillor Caton to ask some questions to begin with on this matter. Once again, that doesn't preclude anybody uh, contributing, we will take the necessary time available to ensure that. Councillor Cain.
5: Thank you Mr Chairman. Um, Clearly, we are trying to be constructive in our criticism of the uh, commercial strategy and investment strategy. Um, we want to get it right, just as uh, Councillor Lodge uh, wanted to improve uh, the previous uh, administration's um, policy. But uh, first of all, I really want to know: you know, has the Investment Board got a target return for its investment?
4: Are you, are you asking? Does it have a percentage that it's looking for, or is it a broader question?
5: It's more. You can answer it in a in a, a percentage term. I just want to know the objective of the um, the strategy. What are you trying to achieve?
4: Well, Start by talking about my my uh, earlier comments that we want to be an um, an invest and spend authority. So, so um, we want to have money available to provide the services and provide the strategic direction that, that residents want. So we we have to earn money. Again, we've all seen the presentation, which has shown. Um, that we've taken over what is a really dire situation, um, as it's a public forum. I'm not going to go into the individual numbers, but members will be aware of the current projected shortfall in the next financial year, going on to the massive shortfall in the final year of uh, this administration. So, amongst the other things we've had to do when, when taking over, is to look at the way that we can really um, get around the massive problem that we have inherited. So I suppose if you if you were doing um, uh, a commercial strategy for a corporate organization, you may, you may have had a much better chance to plan for the future to look at your investments, to look at your production line to see where you're going to make money, what the costs were and to have a, a, a really balanced financial plan for the future. We don't have that luxury. We have to do whatever we can in the very short term to make up for the shortfall and also to try and provide some measure of money to to cover the the new program that we are looking to do. Uh, And so we, you may remember from the last administration, we reserved um, I think it was exactly 100 million, was it 120 million? It was 100 million, which, uh, which I, I think was 80 on uh, new, new investments and 20 million on uh, Chester Research Park. Um, it sadly looks as though that isn't enough. Um, a combination of what the last administration did and what central government is doing towards is showing that that isn't so, if we're honest, we are scrambling to make up that shortfall. Now, we d- but whilst I say we're scrambling to do it, that doesn't mean we are going to be uh, reckless or imprudent. Uh, and that's why we've set up the investment board and that's why we're aiming to do the investment properly. However, we are really um, in a position that we wouldn't want to be in. and so. The, the, the latest uh, work that the investment board have done, those members who were at the investment board will have seen that we have earmarked um, rather more than that money to, uh, to provide enough money for the next financial year and I'm feeling quite quite comfortable that, uh, that we can do that but the plans still leave uh, a significant gap in the, in the later year of the plan and it looks as though we will probably have to increase the projected level of investment to make the return that we need to uh, n- not only do the new plans but to keep the council viable through this next four years. so are you,
3: so, so
0: are you
5: confident that the governance structures that you have put in uh, are avoiding individual conflicts of interest? Uh, I mean, uh, the, at the moment, the director—and um, this is not a personal criticism—the director of finance of, uh, or corporate services um, is wearing two hats. He's advising the council on investment, and he's also got to look after the money. So he is actually—he is in short term—he's looking for. Cash to pay the bills, and he's also advising um, inv- us how to uh, invest that additional money that you've been talking about. Um, I'm not certain that that is the a position we should be putting uh, the director of finance in. Uh, 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 are you not? Are you confident we shouldn't be employing? People who have actually uh, been uh, expert or who are experts in asset management. Uh,
4: couple A couple of points on that. Uh, at one of the early meetings of the investment, we did look at ways of separating the one five one officer uh, from the. I think know that from the uh, uh, investment. Um, Analysis that was going on. So in fact, we have got a structure in the board where uh, Council Webb's deputy will will, will represent uh, the board from the funding side, whilst uh, Councillor Webb looks at, uh, at the investment side. So that that, that has been built into uh, into the structure on the investment board. Your representative on the investment board will uh, will see that. Uh, I'm sorry. There's a second element to the question. I've now forgotten what it was. <laughs>
5: It's more about whether we shouldn't be looking to have a, a dedicated resource.
4: Oh, Can sorry, you... sorry. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, come up. Sorry. Yeah. Well, in fact, it's more than that. We we have a dedicated resource, if you like, in the in the um, investment and uh, commercial uh, analysts who we have working on the, uh, on the uh, individual investments and the like we have. Uh, we have those professional bodies that do it. But also we're looking to recruit onto the investment board two members who are specifically experienced in, uh, in that side. And um, fortunately, from advertising for other non-executive jobs, we found that there's quite a good pool of uh, resource out there in the district. And uh, I'm very confident that we will, in fact, bring people on board who will, who will help us with a coherent investment strategy.
5: I mean, I'm one who thinks uh, that uh, a small and compact team is far better than a big representative team. I think you'll find and I'm sure you, in your business career you, you found that small teams work much quicker and fish more efficiently uh, than big uh, representative boards, non-executive and executive boards, uh, which are just there, sometimes to rather stand, and that's my greatest fear about the uh, governance structure that we end up with at the moment. Is that we've got a mixture of uh, amateurs and potential prof- professionals, and we're trying to. Insert democracy into a business process which is slightly dangerous. Uh, can I just, uh, and as a secondary kind of question, that, uh, can I ask whether the, the investment board has received any, any training on the uh, management of property investments?
8: Uh, Interesting to note that uh, you talk about a wide board. Uh, I know of a very much smaller board that is costing a lot of people a lot of money, that is Mr Walford and I think one county in, uh, I think it is Kent actually put 350 million to Mr Walford's board Uh, and he was a very small board. I think it is better to have a, a wider spectrum I think what we have on the investment board is some very very talented people. the only myself and John, etc., uh, who have experience in, in investment. So I think we've got to be very careful not to just make it so small in such Bank you rely, like Mr. Wolford, and people are going to lose a lot of money. Sorry, Mr. King. Back to you, Councilor King. Um, I'm.
5: I'm not sure we can extrapolate from one fund manager to a local authority investment. Uh, The gentleman was a bit of an inveterate gambler, so I don't see the uh,
8: local government uh, going down that route. Um, Mr. Caton, uh, Councillor Caton, he was the number one hedge fund manager.
5: Well, you've just you just answered. you just made the point for me. He was a risk taker, and I don't think we are risk. We're meant to be risk taking in this this uh, instance. I mean, can I ask a straightforward question? Are we only looking at real estate, land uh, investments in in this? Uh, fund. Are we looking for looking at any other kind of asset type?
4: It's it's actually quite difficult, and we are uh, limited on what we can do. And if you talk to your colleague on the investment board, you would have probably found the answer to that. We are not allowed to borrow to invest, for example, in equities or in bonds. It's actually uh, specifically forbidden by uh, by law. So. Uh, we are forced into the situation where, yes, we, we are largely looking into uh, um, real estate purchases only. But um, one of the beauties of, of that is that there are there are a, a, a pretty broad range of asset classes within that and we are uh, aiming to spread that and that's part of the corporate strategy. So we have, uh, at the moment we all know we're in a position where we are, that we're in uh, one particular property, which is in <coughs> scientific research, um, that's not ideal. Um, however, um, we the, the move in the, in the second investment is into uh, residential, uh, into local uh, residential, uh, and we are looking at other other investment classes. So. We will, we will get a significant spread in the uh, in the property side. If I come back to, your, to, to to the earlier question, though, I suppose an alternative is we could strip out a whole load of members of the investment board, and then you start complaining about the lack of democracy. So we have to, we have to try to uh, keep that going. Um, and as um, Council account referred to, there's already a, 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 an enormous amount of experience on the board. Um, I'm personally chairman of a com- company with uh, um, probably over a hundred million pounds of, uh, of property investments at the moment. So, just personally, I know what I'm doing. There's probably people here who are better than me. And also, if you think about it, we as councillors are councillors, we opine. On a whole variety of issues in the council. We're amateurs in everything that we do. Um, and so that's democracy and that's the way it works.
0: Councillor Keckman, any more questions?
5: Uh, I, I just ask that, the question again Has the investment board had any training? No. No.
0: Councillor
7: <laughs> Gerard. Thank you, Chairman. Um, Just obviously, as a scrutiny committee, I think that we need to see for ourselves the fact that we're told that we cannot borrow to invest in non property investments. With the amount of money that we're talking about and with the potential risks involved, um, I think it would be prudent to be reassured that it is actually the case. I am of the opinion that there are um, possibilities for us not to be focused on real estate. Um, and if only to just tick that box and not to be uh, doing something on the assumption that there's nothing else, I think that possibly there is um, some professional advice, perhaps we already have it, but to clarify, maybe the question is how can this council invest in non real estate property to plug the financial gap that we're faced with? Possibly something like that. Chief Executive.
1: Can I assure members that the professional advice of officers is that you're not allowed to borrow. Uh, to invest in non-asset properties, you are not allowed to borrow to invest in bonds and shares and such like. You can use your own funding, so our own uh, uh, capital that we might have, we don't have the same as many local authorities do, so, so we don't have a large range of assets, but that is the advice that we have had time and time again through many years that we cannot borrow to invest in shares and bonds because there is simply nothing against which you have got to secure that loan. Thank,
0: thank you. you. Any further questions? No? Well, Councillor Sell, then Councillor Gerrard and oh, Arno if I may. Thank you. Um, my comments are meant to be constructive.
3: Um, i just work with that practice in. The first question is well, we know if I'm on the investment board, we know if I'm in trained. I'd like to know Will it get getting training? That's the first question. I don't know whether the Council logic is still one by one, or three questions. Three questions. Um, the, the second question is, I, I totally understand why the Council is having to do what it's doing. <laughs> fully support it. My concern has been for some time about the capacity of the officers we've heard tonight about some of the capacity issues and I just feel whether it's a matter for the Chief executive. but I, I do agree that we need to review the structure we, yes there is a cost involved uh, whether we get a, someone who is looked after a property, uh, assets But I do think there needs to be a distinction between the one-by-one officer and the person who's going to be helping to steer the investment. My third point is that all local authorities are facing the same problems. And I just, as I said at the council meeting, I just feel that there, in terms of risk, we reduce the risk if Lots of lots of large companies when they go abroad, what do they do? Um, many of them will do joint ventures. Why? Because it reduces the risk. And I just feel that there is a possibility, having talked to uh, some portfolio holders of neighbouring authorities, uh, of working together with some of their neighbouring local authorities, and that will bring up new ideas and also.
4: Brings the great attention of So, those are the three points I wish to make. Um, I'll start if I may. First of all, happy to put um, training on the agenda uh, for the next investment uh, board meeting. Uh, also, your, your your comments are rather conflicting because, on one hand, you say you worry that the officers haven't got time to do the job, on the other hand, you're suggesting they go out and look for joint ventures which would cause them to have even less time to do the job. No,
0: no, no we
3: can come back again. Um, I'm not, su- officers have their normal day jobs. Like all of us, they have excellent time in the day, so something goes. And I do think that if we are, putting a lot of time and effort into investment and a lot of their residents' financial security is bound up in our process. I think we need to start thinking about getting adequate about capital approaches. We need to start looking at the starting resources that we've got. And, uh, that's my view. And it's not one that, peculiar to me is that other authorities are in you didn't try to separate the 1.1 function with that someone is looking after the investments. With the joint ventures, uh, yes it can be fine consuming, but it can open up other opportunities. And I'm a uh, chancellor, as I've mentioned before, of actively working with Essex to a council to actually buy land which is being designated under their local plan, and that seems, they're doing due the diligence at the moment, but that seems to be an excellent way of, because they will get control over the garden community project,
8: so Could I just answer a question? Actually, we, we're going to have two non-execs that are going to have lots of expertise. I think. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. No. So I think we're going, have, we're going to be pretty pretty good. Actually, we to have internal expertise, and we're going to get expertise from two external non-exec people uh, that are going to come in and help us make those decisions. So I think I think we're fairly suited. Mm-hmm. What? To make, to make work. Uh, what they will bring will be a quite considerable experience.
3: Councillor
0: Gerald. thank you. Thank, thank
7: Chair. Um, I just wanted us to ask the chief executive just for clarity <coughs> regarding the matters you mentioned earlier, regarding the fact that we are precluded from investing in uh, shares, etc. Can I just ask, how did we manage to purchase shares? Chesterford Research Park, we're not
1: to, to do that. So we're not precluded from purchasing shares, we can invest from our own capital seeds, We're not allowed to borrow to invest in shares and bonds, etc. But regarding Chesterford Research Park, we didn't buy shares in it, we've purchased 50% ownership of Chesterford Research Park.
0: I
6: would always err on the side of caution when talking about resourcing, investment, attention in terms of stuff on the basis that I imagine that uh, the finance director is employed to do the job that he does in terms of investment because he's the right person for the job. In order to separate that role from him you have to get someone else who is the right person for the job and that comes the cost, and if I attribute the saving, uh, you know, without going into detail, when we sat in the closed session last week, um, there was a saving of £100,000 due to some efficiencies in a particular area of service provided to us. Um, that would be gone if we decide to employ someone else to work on this particular uh, issue. So I, I, I really would express concern and perhaps caution us to think. More considerably about uh, resourcing this when we're trying to actually make safe. And ultimately, I think personally, yeah, Mr. Webb, I think you do the job and wear those two hats well without creating any conflict.
8: Councillor McCamp. Sorry to interrupt um Actually, I was one of the only councillors on the opposition side that actually voted for the Park. It's a great opportunity and it's got great potential going forward, um, and I really think actually I'm so pleased that I've made that decision, and I'm pleased tonight. So basically, I think you know we've got some pretty good people actually, and I, I take my hat off to to our to our thought finance director, who's come up with some pretty good ideas, not too many, because.